Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. It's me. It's Jake. And uh, this is uh, episode, well, I don't, oh my God, I can look it up if you have to, if you must. I know you know, I'm the only one who doesn't know. How do I, how come I don't know, but you do know? That seems ridiculous. I think this is episode 155. And uh, thanks to Jimmy Pardo for episode 154 and the Pardo bump, which I was happy to experience. And hopefully you're still here, Pardonians, pardon me. Um, guess what? I've got some gigs coming up. And I want you to come to them, if, whether you're me or you're Jimmy's fan or you're my guest this week's fan, Forrest Shaw. Um, let me, uh, let's, I, th- I, I like to play a little music while I'm telling you about the gigs that I've got coming up. Uh, yeah, that's kind of funky. Am I right? I think I'm right. Okay, look, this week I am going to Boston to do a gig at a place that is not even mentioned on my website. O-M-G-Z-U-S. It's uh, called 7 Central, and it's uh, in Cape Ann. So go out there, 7 Central. There's only 70 tickets, so it could already be sold out. And you can listen to me on Lauren and Wally um, talking about that this week. And, uh, well, that was nice music, but let's let's try this. Oh, this is exciting. It seems louder. This is louder than I wanted it to be, isn't it? Yeah, let's turn that down a little bit. OMG goodness. Um, yeah, so I'm in Boston this week, and then uh, that's just for Saturday night. Am I right? I am right. And then um, Thanksgiving week, November 27th, I'm going to be in Milwaukee at the Pabst Theater or there or environs. You can, that's, there is a link to that on my website, and you can check my Facebook page and also uh, whatnot. How come that doesn't just keep going? Okay. Uh, and I'm going to be the holiday, 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 Hollywood, hello, come in, it's me, Jake, I'm going to be at the Hollywood Improv November 28th, uh, and that is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, that's November 27th, and Milwaukee is the Friday after Thanksgiving, so if you're, while you're Thanksgiving and being with your families, think about coming to see me. December 2 through 5, I'm going to be in Portland, Oregon at Helium Comedy Club, and then I'm going to be in Indianapolis on uh, December 10th through 12th at Morty's. And I'll be on the Bob and Tom show, I think, while I'm there. December 17th to 20. I'm going to be down in Irvine at the Irvine Improv. And then there's more dates for 2016 on my website. I'm coming to Denver. I'm going back to Bozeman, Montana, Columbus, Ohio, Des Moines, Iowa. Remember that? Remember me, Des Moines? I'm coming back. All right. So that's the gigs coming up. This week's uh, show. My guest is the great Forrest Shaw. He's been on before, and we talked about his job as a marine, mor- mor- a moron, a marine biologist. Um, and now, he's a comedian. He's got a new CD out on iTunes called uh, Mr. Grizzly. There's a good picture of him in a bear suit, and he's been on Conan. You can check that out at his website, ForrestShaw.net. After you're done listening to this, don't right now. I suggest you get ready to enjoy yourself, and if you don't mind, crank it up. And also, I think it's totally time for you to have a beer if you'd like to go for it. Okay, I'm putting it on now. Here it is. I'm turning it on. I'm turning it on. It's on, and we're talking. Are you talking? I'm talking. Are you still doing your podcast? Uh, sort of. Sounds like we a st- no. We stopped for a while because it was much harder for Al and I to get together. With two people, it's harder to get together, and especially if we live on opposite sides of town. Mm-hmm. One of us is married with two kids now. He has a new baby, a year old now. He just had another baby, Al. Baby's, Al Jackson. His baby's uh, over a year old, but he's giant. He looks like he's two. He's a giant baby. The first baby. No, no. The second baby. The second baby. If the first you s- baby's five years old or something. Now. Seven. Seven. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Elijah, not a baby anymore. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, it's, it's just tougher for us to get together. And then we've, we recently have made an effort to say we're going to start the podcast again. And we've just had technical problems with all of them. Because we don't have Ernie anymore. We had Ernie doing it. But we couldn't afford Ernie anymore. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? This I is don't a, have an a, Ernie. You have an easy setup, though. I don't have an Ernie. Well, you can get a setup like this. All you need is money. Yeah, we have stuff. 
but we have more than that, and it doesn't work right. So maybe we should just simplify. I think you need to simplify. You might have too much stuff. Yeah. You might have too much stuff. You can do it with less stuff. The problem is, yeah. what are you going to talk about? What do you mean? Did you make a list of topics for today? What are we going to talk about, man? Oh, on, on your podcast? Yeah, this one that we're doing right now. Was I supposed to make a list? No. Well, oh, okay. no, I was probably supposed to, <laughs> but I didn't make a list either. <laughs> Let's uh, start with, why don't you tell me the news for today? Because I assume you've been outside, you've watched CNN. I've got a family now. I only have one baby who's 11, and then, of course, I have my wife. She's a babe. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have not really paid attention to the news for a few days now, which I like. I don't ah, like watching the news. I haven't either, and what I have been doing is... Rewatching for the fourth time The West Wing. So I'm sort of getting confused what's happening on The West Wing with what real news is. So I almost just said something that I watched late last night when I got home that happened in The West Wing. What season? Where are you watching an the ethanol West... tax? And I was like, I think there's a bill on the floor for an ethanol tax. I was like, no, that was West Wing. What? Uh, there's a lot of seasons of The West Wing. Seven. And where are you watching The West Wing on Netflix? The internet. Internet. Netflix, and I'm. I've, this is probably the third or fourth time I've watched the. I really love it, but I'll, but I'll, I'll take a year off or something, and mm -hmm. I'll just be like, ah, I'll watch The West Wing because the writing's great in it, and I just love the dialogue, and it makes me feel good about the government when I watch it. It does make <laughs> you feel good about America when yeah. you watch The West Wing, and yeah. I think it, and I think right. that works whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I think so because I don't think they. It's a Democratic president in the show but they don't villainize the republicans i mean they don't like you know they, they they they're picking sides but that they show that the democrats mess up a lot and kind of do all the same things i look at it like this i watch and i say this is a democratic uh presidential uh, president and his staff but mm -hmm. i look at it and then i actually would put like george bush and his staff in place there and I'll be like, you know what? They had to make some of these same decisions. And uh -huh. since we didn't, since if you weren't on his side and you didn't agree with policies and that, you villainized it more. But you see just the difficulty of that position. So seven so. seasons. Is it Martin Sheen the whole time? Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he get yeah. He's the whole time. However, there is there's a re-election in there, um, and then I think in the end, Jimmy Smits is the guy that is tagged to, to take over for him, and he's running against. Uh, Alan Alda, I think. Uh huh. And is, is Alan Alda the Republican? Yeah, but you like him. You kind of like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like. Oh, it's hard not to like Alan Alda. Yeah, but he's That's definitely how they Republican. Yeah, so. And there's other Republicans in there. But it just, it makes you, it makes you feel smart, too. Like, you're like, I know what's going on in this country. Well, I l the thing I liked about The West Wing when I was watching it, and I didn't watch all the seasons, I only watched some of it sometimes, but it always seemed like everybody was trying their best. And that they really wanted to solve problems. Yeah. Whereas when I watch the news now, it seems like people are trying to blame. They're trying their best to blame the other side for their problems. Yeah. But they're not really trying to solve a problem. E either both sides are trying to blame the other side or cause the other side's yeah. solution to look bad. And it's like we're not getting anywhere. We're not. Nothing's like my. When Bill Clinton got elected the first time, he his thing was i'm gonna fix we need to fix health care because fix people don't have good health care and then he put hillary in charge of it and everybody hated her and so that just yeah. you know screwed it screwed up the pooch screwed up the pooch isn't that the expression just screwed the pooch screwed the pooch yeah it screwed the pooch <laughs> and then uh then then we had uh, bush and now obama supposedly has done something that doesn't help me no, no. I have to buy my own insurance, but I make uh, enough money that I'm, I don't qualify for any subsidized plan. So I'm still oh, I, it helped me. So I'm still getting screwed by the, uh, by the okay. man. See, I like I'm, it. The pooch is screwing me. I like it because it helped me. Well, good. I um, I'm glad that it helped someone. I had that some, I know. I, I had pre-existing conditions that I got rid of that didn't, and they still wouldn't give me health insurance. I was trying to buy health insurance, and no one would sell it to me. Wow. Like, it wasn't even like, hey, I want it free. I was going to companies like, I'll pay whatever the premium is. Like, you, we can't insure you. And I was like, why? Well, because here you had um, 
you had uh, pre-diabetes and sleep apnea on here. And then I, I got in shape and I lost less weight. I had sleep studies done, had blood work done, everything was off the spectrum. I might be at it back that way again now. I'm not in very good shape. <laughs> but, uh, Do, oh, you're beefing up again now? Yeah, I've gained some weight recently. What happened? Uh, just, I, I don't have very good willpower. Uh-huh. And uh, it's like I say all the time, there's a lot of foods that are legal out there that shouldn't be legal. Oh, what food would you make illegal? Everything except produce and uh, lean <laughs> meats. <laughs> I mean, we don't need donuts. We can agree on that. That's not holding anything together. I feel like donuts are – i they're so delicious when you're eating them. Sure. But uh, you just – they can't be justified. Sure. You know what's great, too, are drugs for the first 10 minutes when you take them. And then after that, they're – Oh, well, <laughs> come on. I don't think donuts and drugs belong in the same. Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I just think that it's a different – I mean, sugars are – They've proven sugar is as addictive as any drug now. Crack yeah. cocaine, they've proved it's, it proves it's addictive, ugh, as addictive as. So, you know, you get that initial high. There's even the psychoactive response. Like if you think you're going to go get a donut, you're like, ah, oh, like your brain. It's almost like you're going to, going to go, uh, well, you know, pot's legal in California. But when it wasn't, you, you mm-hmm. had kind of got that rush. Like we're going to do something illegal. And we're going to, you know, and you get that initial buzz where you're like the music sounds great i'm happy and then you're just you know an hour later yeah it's the donuts are too it's too many calories and too squishy small of a thing like if you ate three donuts that's almost all the food you're supposed to have in it or how about pizza a pizza's not quite as bad you could have a couple pieces of pizza and make it depends what it depends what's on and how many slices but i mean you know something like nachos those are great yeah here's the i they, you know, some people can control what they eat better, and and some people can't. And mm-hmm. I feel like they we should have different grocery stores. Anyway, you got rid of your pre-diabetes. <laughs> you got rid of your sleep apnea. And Did the tra- weight the weight loss help the? I was working out. I had I hired a trainer that I would see once in a while to to kind of push me along through it. Mm-hmm. And over the course of about uh, I don't know thirteen months, I lost eighty pounds, let's say, or something like that. A lot of weight. Eighty. Wow. Yeah, it was very heavy. This is right before I moved here, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then I ruptured my Achilles, and I was in really good shape. Thank goodness, because it was it helped me recover better and get around better. And then from that point on, I've kind of yo-yoed. We're all like, I'll get it down, I'll go back up, I'll get it down, and I keep using that as an excuse. Like uh, three years later, I ruptured my. Achilles. <laughs> I don't even know how you rupture your Achilles. You just uh, you wear it down over time, or you have heel spurs or you do something wrong. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can weaken the tendon. Uh-huh. Um, but basically, you're, you know, it's the tendon that attaches to your ankle there. And I, sure. A lot of times it's basketball, tennis. Um, basketball and tennis are the two big ones because it's a lot of shifting and moving direction with your Did weight. Did you do yours with the basketball and tennis? Basketball, yeah. Uh-huh. But I know some people have done it just walking, which I feel like is the ultimate, you know. Really, your body's giving up on you. It's, it's <laughs> when you're not in good enough shape to walk around without getting yeah. a, an injury. That's not good. So I just jumped in the air to get a rebound and snapped it. But so, and then you could get insurance now, thanks to Obamacare. Yeah, I didn't have insurance when I ruptured my Achilles, but I tried to get it and uh, couldn't get it, and because they said I had these pre-existing conditions, even though I had gone to the doctors and they said he's fine now. And then with Obamacare, I'm able to have insurance now, which is great. I had forgotten what that was like. Now I, I so got you were just in a world where if you got sick, you had to pay full price everything, for anything, all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I got, I got really sick. Uh, I don't know, four months ago, I was on the road and I got some sort of flu-like thing, whatever. And I was super afraid because I, I just went to a clinic, mm-hmm. checked me out, said, "Hey, you got you got the flu? Gave me some drugs. I didn't pay anything." It's like this is great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what kind of drugs do they give you when you have the flu? I've never had flu drugs. Um, they give you uh, there's like a th- there's like a theraflu not over the counter thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what it's that called. seems a little dodgy to me. I feel like that's just theraflu, but it's in a different color package. I agree with you, but it, it makes you feel better. Insurance more psychologically, or like the <laughs> prescription Advil is just like well, we'll just take twice as many Advil. Yeah, and then you're there. And they give me a Z pack too. Which is antibiotics, which technically doesn't work on the flu, but the other symptoms that come with the flu that are that are bacterial 
I don't like the antibiotics either. I feel like you're undermining your own nervous system and you're potentially uh, destroying your intestinal flora and fauna. So I don't like to take antibiotics unless you got to eat. Then you you eat unless I got to probiotics. Yeah, oh, I'm all about the probiotics. You yeah. can't believe that. I got you got probiotics vitamins. I got some probiotics right there. I'm making some uh, kombucha right over there. That's a fermented food. No. Over yeah, there. I know what kombucha is. You're making it. Yeah, I'm making it. Where? In that uh, big gallon jug over there. Oh, boy. It's and that's safe? Sure, it's safe. I've done it before. I did it before you could buy it in the store. I was making my own kombucha, and then I stopped. And wow. so you used to have to get the uh, mushroom fungus scoby yeah. thing from someone who was doing it, but now you can order one on Amazon, and so that's what I did. I might make some. I like kombucha. Yeah. It looks funky, but it tastes... It looks it funky, makes but you feel it's, good. it's good for you. Yeah. I don't know what it does. It makes me feel good. It's reinvigorating your cultures. It's oh, really? See, yeah, I you're taking. Some I just drink it. It makes me feel good. Probiotics. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, I need some of that then. And it's also sort of fizzy and it's tangy, so mm-hmm. it's got a little bit of like ah, you feel like man, this is like having a cocktail kind of, but a it's beer, healthy. yeah, or yeah. something like that, or a spritzer. Yeah. But it's healthy. Well, I'm sorry, Obama didn't get you insurance. No, he didn't. Well, he didn't get me a, a discount on insurance. I have insurance, and and I do get the pre-existing thing that I might have been able to benefit from that if I had a pre-existing condition. But I don't go to the doctor, so I don't have a pre-existing. Yeah, condition. I was. I mean, I do go to the doctor now. I go get physicals, and I've had my colonoscopies and that. Yeah, you got to do it. I'm doing my best. It's not fun, but I d- yeah. And I used to have physicals when I was a biologist. I used to. Yeah, you used, used to, to have pay a real for a job. Yeah. yeah, I still think about. It. Someone, someone the other day was like, said, uh, yeah, if you had a really good job, some of these podcasts, if you had a really good job, you became a comedian. I would tell you not to become a comedian. If you were making X amount of dollars, right? And it like described me. I was like, uh, you were making it. You were making <laughs> that amount of money and you I had a good job. I, at this point, I would have been very good, I think. It, it was a good job. It was a good job. It's and good you were job. a marine yeah. biologist. Yeah, but it was getting boring. You are a marine biologist. Nah. I talk about it sometimes, and I I feel like I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just making up numbers and facts and things that I think are right, but I can't remember exactly if they are because it's muscle memory. And if you talk There's about no it, there's no going day, back to marine biology now. Not no going back, but I'd have to really get mm-hmm. back into that world. It's like it's like if you stop comedy for it'd you be know, tough five to years. fill out your resume to go back and do that <laughs> now. <huh? laughs> yeah, well, the the dates would be weird. They, there would be that question like, well, okay, what what were you doing after 2009? You know, so mm-hmm. you're like, uh, you know. Where did you just get back from? You were just on the road. I was um, with Jim Jeffries. I was opening for him on the road. And I did. Uh, where were you guys? I, that's what I was going to say, because I wanted to tell you where, who I was with before I told you where I was, because it would sound like, wow, you're doing great. Um, we were in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is fun. But then we did the Beacon Theater in New York City. And what, what was wrong with that? Uh, nothing's nothing, did a special nothing's wrong with that. But I, if I would have just told you I was at the Beacon Theater, you'd been like, "Wow, your career is taking off." From I saw you last time, so I wanted to preface it by telling you, I was opening for somebody. I was doing the Beacon Theater, but it was still amazing. And then we did the Lincoln Theater in D.C. So we did these really mm-hmm. cool. But the Beacon was, you know, it was a, such a historical, legendary theater. You go inside to the theater, and to get up to the dressing rooms, you go into this old lift where there's a guy that runs the elevator and uh-huh. closes the, the, you cage, know, like thing. the cage door, and he's yeah. like, what floor? And inside of the elevator on the gray painted walls, everyone has signed it that's performed there. Uh-huh. So you can't really focus on one signature, but you take the elevator through the course of the night 15 times, and then you start picking out like the Almond Brothers, and then there was like the Rolling Stones, Weird Al, Yankovic. You know, it was like all these wow. different... Uh, Steely, uh, what's the guy's name? Donald Fagan, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's like all these people that have played at this. That's where they shot um, uh, Shine a Light, too, Scorsese with the Stones. They shot oh, that yeah. there, too. Oh. So it was like this so amazing. It's big. How big is the Beacon Theater? Almost 3,000 seats. That's like, a lot of seats. It's like 29 something. Did change. Jim sell it out? He did. That's great. He did. And it was, so it was a really big thing, deal for him because I think when he first came over here, he did warm up for Dennis Leary there. And when his head was like, oh, I, someday I would love to sell this theater out, you know. Mm-hmm. And now he's at that point where he was able to do that. And I got to open, which was, it's, uh, it was really cool. The The mic went out, though, when I was out there at first. While you were on stage, did they have to run out and hook up another one or well, something I, like that? Or was it just kind of cutting in and out? Well, or? here's what happened. So Lisa Creo, my girlfriend, as you know. Yes. She was there. Uh, and her daughter, Josie, as well, was there. Mm-hmm. And 
was 13 now. She's much older. So they were both standing in the wings, and the guys from AEG, which is Jim's tour group, you know, that was in charge of making sure everything was running right, sure. was still getting everybody in the building and making sure. So they weren't nowhere to, nowhere to be found. And a lot of times with these theaters, as you know, like they have these, you know, it's all union. And so for a comedy gig, they kind of just mail it in because it's like it's a mic and a mic stand and a chair, you know. And they're just like over in the corner. It's not like, you know, they're having to adjust the levels. Uh-huh. So there's these two guys in the corner. And I get out there and I get through the first couple of jokes. And one of them cuts out during my setup. And I'm like, oh, and I can feel it sticky around the the cord. Like tape had been on it before. So I'm already like, all right, there's some problem with this cord. But So then I start holding it in between two fingers. And at that point, I didn't know this. Lisa had said to the guys, hey, um, the mic's cutting in and out. And the guy looks up from his phone. And he goes, yeah, we heard that. He probably doesn't know how to hold a microphone. And so Lisa is like, I don't, they probably just think Lisa's just some broad hanging out. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and she goes, no, I'm pretty sure he knows how to hold a microphone. <laughs> like, he's, like, this is my first gig at the Beacon. He probably doesn't know how to hold a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, this was my first, my first gig was this theater. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to. So I'm holding it like this, and I'm just trying not to touch the core. But at the same time, I'm thinking they're gonna need, we're going to need to change this out before Jim gets out here. Because this is. Yeah, it's and not then, good. So I'm holding it like this. I get to another joke, and then I get to the punchline right at the punchline. <laughs> crackles, cuts out. And then Lisa goes to cut out again, and the guy goes to her, like the, the, the voice of God mic, which is, which is um, the, I know you know, but the, for the people that are listening, uh, it's a mic just off stage that you can announce to people. It's hot and live yeah. there. And the guy points to that one. He goes, yeah, just walk that out to him. And she's like, nah, first of all, I don't think that's legal. I don't even know with unions if you're allowed to do that. You know, they – and she was like, no, you walk it out. <laughs> like, these guys weren't even going to get up. It's a sold-out show. At the and beach. they don't even want it to, to So the guy gets work. up, like, begrudgingly. And, like, he, and then he comes walking out. Because I, I turned at that point. I said, and I'm making it funny, you know, yeah, with the yeah. crowd and stuff. And it's still, and I turn. I'm like, all right, this is fine for me. You know, I'm the opening guy. You know, this isn't a guy. And I was like, but for Jim. And then the guy comes walking out. And then the crowd's, like, clapping. You know. Does he replace the cord or just the mic? Just the whole thing. He just brings a whole mic with a different cord out. And then uh-huh. walks away with that one. Mm-hmm. And that one's fine. I'm like, the whole rest of the act, I kind of like just wiggled it and moved them. Like, all right, we're fine. And I had like 10 more minutes, and the set went great. Because I still was like, in my head, I know this was Jim's night, but in my head, I was like, I'm still playing no, the it's beacon. Your night. Like, it's I want to, yeah. I'm still excited. So, but the rest of the set went great. So it was fun. And then, and then they got, they got chewed out pretty hard, those guys. So they got in trouble, which they should. They should get <laughs> chewed out. They had no it's other like, job. Look, well, here's the deal. I don't get. I don't care if you think that this is just a cakewalk because usually you got to do an opera or something in here. Yeah. But these, this is three thousand people that paid for a ticket to sure. see a show, and all you got to do is get the mic and the cord right, and you didn't. You, you put the sticky cord out, and not only not <laughs> only did you do that, but then when someone was trying to help you and straighten it out, mm. you treated them like they were a dum dum. Yeah, and like like she fair. was just some woman that's hanging out fair. there. They did they, they didn't know oh that she's a comic and has done all you know. Just the whole the one that makes me laugh is like he probably does not hold a microphone. Like what the. What does that even mean? <laughs> like, there's a way. Oh yeah, no, you have to know how to hold them. I was Otherwise, swinging they just it around. Cut out. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Roger Daltrey trick. No, you got to have it specially taped up if you're going to swing the mic around like that. These comics holding it with their hand and such. You yeah, know? <laughs> just He's trying supposed to, to leave it in the sa- stand and just get his lips up close to it. Yeah. So um, that was fun, though. It was, obviously, that was that was that was a a really cool thing to do to perform. I mean, it's like y- y- sometimes you know you kind of just get jaded or you get like bored with what you're doing but then you forget like oh this is like we don't live normal lives like, yeah you did on, three cities in three nights yeah and four shows we did two in dc on the final night oh wow two at the lincoln theater how big is that that's like 1200 so i guess the next time he goes back there he would do one show somewhere bigger would be cool but that's a kind of it's another historic old yeah. theater like james brown used to i guess that was like it was like the Chitlin circuit went through there, and they had the whole like, and 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 the famous Ben's Chili Bowl is right next to it, mm-hmm. which they still have a a mural there because I guess Obama went and ate there, so they have Obama, Jesse Jackson, and they have a giant Bill Cosby head right there still. I'm like, I guess they're gonna fix yeah. that at some point. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Bill it. Cosby ate here. We didn't know who he. We didn't know what the bad stuff at that time. We were excited about they should it. Write a, a little note under that. This was pre two thousand. Before we knew he was doing that weird drug rape thing. <laughs> so, but his face is right there. But uh, yeah, so it was great. But it gets you a little dizzy when you're when you're just 
you're just flying from city to city to city, you know. Well, in, in New York and D.C. are two places that I always enjoy when I'm going to work for a few days, to yeah. spend a few days there. But just to fly in, do the show, and fly out, it's, yeah. you, it's exciting because you feel like, man, show business, I'm in it. Man, I'm just a maturing, successful person. But I, I just feel like that's a lot to 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 repack the next morning, go somewhere else, and do another show. It's hard. It's a lot. And he does that. I I get to do a lot of gigs with him, but I don't do all of them. But he does that constantly, you know? Like, he's doing it again this week. I'm not going with him, but... He's going to three more places? Uh, yeah, I, he's doing four nights, three cities. So I guess mm -hmm. he gets to stay two nights in one city. Um, but I do a lot of those with him where it's like three or four days and three or four cities. And you're literally just dizzy by the end because you're just... You'll be sitting in an airport, and you're just like, uh, it takes you a good five count. And you're like, where are we? Atlanta. Where do we go? Okay, where are we yeah, going next? Yeah. So it's – and I'm, you know, I'm just – I'm doing 15, 20 up front. He's doing and an do hour and a half, two hours. do you wear the same hours, show so. clothes every night? No. Yeah, I have so like you're a, mixing it up. I have a jacket. I have two different jackets I wear, and I kind of mix up the rest of the mm -hmm. stuff. But the two jackets are the – You got to mix it up. Yeah, I mix up the sneakers. I get different sneakers going. Uh -huh. I'm a big sneakers guy. But – um. But it's great. It's a great opportunity, and it's 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 fun. It's fun to do gigs where people are financially invested, and not eating. And well, I don't mind. Forward. I don't mind nightclubs. I don't mind comedy clubs where people can have something to eat or a drink. But what I don't like now is where like the financially invested, where it's like, look, the, more than half of the people in the audience are for, got in for free. Yeah, and it and they have that mentality where they're like. We got this for free. Who, who cares anyway? Even if they don't have the mentality, it's it's in the air. It's, every, it's like, look, you're not. This is a valuable thing. If you don't want to buy a ticket to the show, then yeah. I am i don't need to do a show for people who don't want to buy a ticket to the show. But the comedy clubs, the way they make their money is they sell the food and the drinks, and they don't yeah. need the ticket price sometimes. But, yeah, it's – yeah. Anyway, so that's old news. We don't even know what the real news is. So the, I know uh, wasn't there. Didn't they figure out that that airplane that 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 crash was from a bomb? The Russian airplane crash. I'm pretty sure that it was a bomb at this point. Well, haven't the bomb guys, the terrorists, have been saying that it was a bomb for a while? But you can't believe yeah. them. They want to. They want to claim, claim that everything, everything is terrorism. Yeah. yeah. They remember this morning when you stepped in that dog poop? My Achilles. That yeah, was. They, uh, they ever claim my Achilles? ISIS everything. Did that. <laughs> One of them shot me from a grassy knoll. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Well, that's hard to believe, but uh, well, I I, I do believe that they send in some kind of ninja guy at night, and he just he just <laughs> shaves your Achilles down Nail with clippers. a razor over time. <laughs> yeah, and so the <laughs> next day, yeah, you drive into the basket, sprawling. Thought I heard something when I was sleeping. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so that's in the news. I know that's in the news. Um, you know, the election's right around the corner. <laughs> It's a year. I can't believe last <laughs> night there. It's only a year away. It's like, oh my god! Only. I can't, um, I can't believe we got to wait another year. The suspense is killing me. I, it, by the time it rolls around, most of the crazy people will be done. This is really the most fun time for the election. Yeah, I think Carson will be gone. He looks like he's on his way out now. Doctor Ben Carson. Is he said, a doctor? He's, he's a, a doctor, doctor, but I think he's said a bunch of stuff now that they're 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 fact checking him, and it's it's not working out well for him right now with the fact checking. Some of these guys, not not just on both sides. Yeah. Some of these guys will just say whatever crazy thing pops into their head as yeah. if it's a true, if it's a, as if it's a fact. But they don't even know we have Google now. It's like they think we're in 1975. So well, the, what they know yeah. is that most of us are lazy, and so sure. it's a lot easier to just tell. Yeah, can you believe the teachers are all millionaires? Yeah, <laughs> that's why the Trump. That's why Trump's been effective because he doesn't ever throw facts out there. He just says he's the best at everything. And that he has a great plan. Like he'll be like, they're like, what are, what's your plan for tax? He goes, we have a great plan. Don't worry about it. It's going to be great. <laughs> we have a great plan. <laughs> he just says, <laughs> and you're 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 fat. Yeah, yeah. He just throws stuff out there, and he's like, number one best selling book, uh, golf. I'm pretty good at golf. I don't want to talk about how good I'm at it, but I've won a lot of tournaments. And then he just keeps, and it, that's literally what he does. It's brilliant. He doesn't. There's nothing to fact check, and you're kind of just like drunk, dizzy from listening to him talking. You're like, oh, okay, just, all right. Let me tell you something about guys that are good at golf. Yeah. They play a lot of golf. Yeah. You can't be good at golf <laughs> unless you play a lot of golf. And playing a lot of golf takes a lot of time. Yeah. And so if you're spending a lot of time playing golf to get good at golf, then that means that you're not doing anything. Yeah. You, you know, other stuff. Yeah. Like, 
your golf game is going to suffer if you get elected president. That's what I would say. Sure. It's like, you, you know, you, are you ready <laughs> to drop like 10 or 20 strokes because you're not yeah. going to be playing as much <laughs> golf, I don't think. You play golf? I used to play golf, but I don't have the time. I've got a wife and a daughter. Yeah. and a, I mean, if I could say to my family, look, I'm just going to be gone. I'm going to be out of the house for 10 hours twice a week. I'm going to play twice yeah. a week. And it's in L.A. it's 10 hours because the golf game. It's a six-hour round to play 18 holes. Plus, you got an hour driving there. You want to be there a half hour early to hit a bucket of balls. So yeah. that's seven and a half hours. And then you want to hang out afterwards to have beer, a, a beer or something. Club sandwich. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there was a year or two. I think right when I started comedy full-time, I had days open. And, uh, and, and I, I, you know... You're still going to be doing stuff, obviously. You know, you're writing or developing whatever you're doing, sending out your emails. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of times where I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take up a hobby. And so I started doing golf. I'm not bad at it, but then I got to the same point with, like you were talking about. I was like, I'm spending way too much time doing. You this. have to do it all the time if you want to get expensive. good at golf. You got to you got to play once or twice a week, and then you got to go to the driving range one or two other times a week. It's expensive, yeah. To stay good, it's expensive. It sucks up a, a ton of your time. And yeah. then if you're not doing that, then you don't get any better. So every time it's like. Yeah, well, I'm terrible. What do I expect? I'm not going to get any better. You hit a couple wow. of good shots. I can't bring myself to sell my golf clubs because I feel like yeah. if I ever decide I want to go again, then I don't want to also have to buy or rent clubs. So I still have the bag of clubs. I could go. But, yeah, I'm not golfing. I learned how to scuba dive. I know you know how to scuba dive. When did you do that? Well, that was years ago. Oh, okay. But scuba diving is a little bit that. scary to me, you know. You're underwater, and there's things that can go wrong. And well, yeah. only one thing can go wrong. You just stop having air to breathe. That's the main thing. So. Yeah, there's a few different ways that that can happen. Sure. You know, or you get, or you, yeah, or the, you, your buoyancy is. You feel like you're sinking and you can't get back up. That's a thing that can happen, but that's not that hard to correct. Anyway, I, I just didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't crazy about scuba diving. No. Yeah, it's, it's generally safe, if you know what you're doing. But the one thing is, if things go wrong, they can lead to death. It's not, it's, it's not like a... <laughs> and, it, a and it just wasn't super... It also takes a ton of time by the time you go to the place mm. where the boat is, and you got to make sure your tank is full, and you got to dry out your wetsuit and gotta your You got to make sure the tank's inspected, too, on a regular get, basis. Yeah, you got to inspect it. Yeah. you got to get your inspector to inspect things, or else you're renting it from someone that you're trusting that they've gotten it. Expect ins Good luck. Yeah. Good I luck. had an incident where I, I borrowed somebody's gear. And I was uh, diving with a friend, and we were about 80 feet of water, which is is pretty deep. I mean, if uh, you know, you're almost three atmospheres down, and mm -hmm. um, you can't just shoot to the surface at 80 feet. You know, you got right. you want to take a safety stop, and you got depending on how long you've been down. And I kept looking at this gauge, and I thought I had enough air. It turns out the needle got stuck because this was someone else's equipment. It wasn't, you know, wasn't uh, inspected or maintained. And I was with a couple other guys that I never normally dive with, and they weren't really being the best buddies. They weren't looking back at me. And so they were, like, ahead of me, but I was out of air. Like, I only had the air that was in the in the second stage and the, and the tubes, basically, coming from the uh – -huh. And so I was basically just sucking small – and trying to kick as fast as I could. To get up to them to buddy breathe yeah. to be able so to get about – Otherwise, my next, my next thing was I'm about to shoot to the surface, which I don't want to do because then you're talking about – I probably would have been okay, but who knows? You're supposed to do a stop at 10 feet, you know, for uh, yeah. a couple minutes to decompress. I don't, I don't, th I think it was fine as far as the timetables. Um, but you can get an air embolism. You could go rise too fast, and at that point, I would have been out of breath. And j I found like this thing. It's like a, you know, what a lobster tickler is. You ever been lobstering? Okay. <laughs> it's a, no. Sounds like some. It's the like lobster a tickler, huh? Where do you get that at the hustler store? <laughs> yeah, romance. The Adam and Eve sells them in their catalogs. So mm -hmm. It's okay. a it's a it's a flexible fiberglass thin pole, and they call it a tickler. But basically, you're annoying or jamming a lobster out of a hole with it, and then catching it with a net. That's how you would catch them in Florida. Uh -huh. They don't have the claws in Florida. They're just the spiny ones that walk around. So it's. Tickler is a nice word of way of saying getting the lobster out of a hole so you can eat it. But right, got it. So someone had dropped one somewhere at some point, luckily, in my path. Because they were only like six feet in front of me, and I was doing the sound, making a sound underwater in my fist, but they weren't turning around. And I found this. I literally was swimming as fast as I could with the breath. Found this lobster tickler, and I just I had enough boost to hit and hit my friend on the ankle. Like, wow. 
uh-huh. and he just turned around and I just kept swimming at him. And I, there's, you know, there's two usually two stages. You know, you have this. Oh, this, you like, get the other regulator. Yeah, you get the other regulator. I grabbed it and just put it in my mouth and started breathing. And he's like looking at me, what? And I was like, I looked at the gauge. I showed it to him. It still said I had like a thousand pounds, but I didn't. I said, I don't know. I don't have any air. You know, we we're making this, the signal. Yeah. Baby. So we slowly went up and then we turned the tank, my tank off. Only gone and turned it back on, and it was at zero, so it was just stuck in the needle. And this was somebody else's equipment I borrowed that wasn't. He goes, Yeah, it's so and so's equipment, and it's fine. I, and I was like, When's the last time it was inspected or maintained? Nah, don't worry, it's fine. Oh my god, were you mad at that guy when you saw him again? I never saw the guy whose equipment it was. It was I, my friend. No, I still talk to him, we're still fine. I'm alive, it's okay. We, we made it, but I was mad at him initially, like, Hey, like I was doing this thing with the eyes and looking, you're supposed to be looking. Even if you're ahead of someone and you're scuba diving and budding together, you should be looking back every 10, 15 seconds at maximum. Unless you're right next, you should be next to each other and be in with an eye contact of each other. But you should at least be looking back. But the thing is, is there's three of us diving together. And, and he so you can always keep thinking that it's the yeah. other guy's job or that he's doing it. Or, yeah. or, or you've gone so many times where nothing bad happened that you sort of forget that yeah. you got to be doing that. Yeah, that was scary. That was the scariest. The second scariest, because I used to dive for a living and I dove. I've dove hundreds of times, and most of every time was fine. But another mm-hmm. time, I was down at, like, probably, like, 60, 70 feet, and I was at work, though. And when we worked, though, what we would do is we'd run out these transects, these lines with these, uh, you know, these um, big tape measures, basically, off of rebars that we had pounded in the ground. And we, were, we, were run, we would go off to these certain distances and measure uh, how much sediment had accumulated on reefs, for instance. That's what mm-hmm. we were doing. And sometimes you would be diving with someone, but you wouldn't see them. They would go off, like... 80 meters so we but this is like we're working diving and we're doing scientific so you don't you're using the buddy system but not really you're still working so it's like a higher level of you know you're like all right we're going to be alone over here for a second but you're going to come back here when you know right um and if there's a problem you could go up on your own or whatever you know but uh i for whatever reason like my mask like something i turned and i hit like one of the rebars with my mask and my mask came off but it like had come apart so it, like, it, you know, if you if you look at a dive mask, it's plastic snapped together over the two pieces of the glass or the one piece of glass and then the uh-huh. band. It's kind of – it can come apart and you can – but it's not what you want to happen at, like, 70 feet when you're sitting there by yourself. So you just have to stay calm. That's the, So I just basically stayed calm and repaired the mask for, like, five minutes and finally got it back together. But you're so you blind. you can see, but you can breathe. Well, I opened my eyes. I kept my eyes open so I could see, like, blurry. Uh-huh. I let it sting my eyes. And it's like, I let him kind of acclimate to the water. But my breathing initially was like, <laughs> you know, freaking out. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, calm down. And so that wasn't like a, an air emergency, but it's a good example of what you were saying, like things can go wrong, that you're worried. Yeah. Like where you, where you, when you can't see, you start to panic a little bit unless you – but I've, I had dove enough at that point. I've been, I've been in the water my whole life that you kind of have to tell yourself, everything's fine. I've got air. But also, you got to remember that the mask is off my uh, off my face now, so you can't breathe in through your nose. So basically, they're just breathing through your mouth. It's like right. a neti pot. If you ever use a neti pot, you have to do the same technique. Yeah. Basically, don't suck in through your nose because that's going to be bad. Because then you're going to start coughing. Sure. So that was pretty scary too. What are you using a neti pot for? You don't use a neti pot. I know you're what making, I'm using it you're for. You're making kombucha, and yeah, you got, no, I'm using a neti pot. Yeah, I'm not trying to pretend that I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm asking what you use it for. I use it for my sinuses. You are their target demographic. The Com- you make your own kombucha. You're yucking. Yeah, um, I'm making my. I use the neti. Pot. I got introduced to my mom. You know, my mom's a hippie. My name's Forrest. You know, she's she uh, told me that it would help. I I have some allergies mm-hmm. from time to time, um, and then sometimes I I, I just usually do it when i'm on the road to try and prevent like yeah, whatever whatever i'm like sucking up in hotels yeah or the airplane or Ooh. airplane yeah. i just i go up and i just get all that stuff out of my sinuses out of my and i'm like as soon as i get to the hotel and in the morning when i wake up mm-hmm. i just do it as like a, a regiment maintenance thing and it it's helped me to stay i think more more healthy when i'm on the road you know? i like the neti pot more than i like scuba diving that's for sure <laughs> safer <laughs> yeah but imagine if you if you suck them through your nose while you're doing neti pot, it would be disaster. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> bad. It'd be bad. <laughs> I do like the neti pot. It's uh, it sometimes it hurts though. The, the, not hurts, but sometimes the water that you're using in specific mm-hmm. regions of the country maybe is more chlorinated that you're using from a sink. Well, don't you buy the the salts that you I have? The salts, yeah. yeah. That some, to me is like I only use a half a bag of the a half a package of the salts. Uh, yeah. 
Because if I put all of that salt in in one, I do it all. Neti pot. Oh, it's too. I do it all. That's too spicy for my nose. I get it going, and then you gotta let it drain, and then your nose is a little runny after. You know, you gotta keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. But then I you feel good. How, I know how the neti pot. Works. Oh yeah, it's really great. <laughs> neti talk. <laughs> we'll be right back. Um, yeah, so golf out, scuba diving out. I had a motorcycle for a while, but that was dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got rid of the motorcycle. That's the most dangerous of. More dangerous now than I do. Diving. I exercise every day. I do something, but dangerous. but I don't really have a sporty hobby that I do. Mm. What about hiking? Ah, you know, my wife is always talking about going hiking. Well, you know, I got her started surfing, and she loves to go surfing. But I just, I'll go sometimes with her. But the That's water's dangerous. cold out there. It's not super dangerous. I mean, there's not. There's sharks here, but it's not like I wasn't talking about the sharks. What We've killed all the sharks, everybody. Don't worry about sharks yeah, anymore. You don't need to worry about like sharks. worrying about sharks is like worrying about some other in, like like what's an endangered species. Let's see, like a, like like if tigers. Tigers could kill you, but we've almost killed all the tigers, so we're pretty good. Well, if you go to the tiger zone, <laughs> but there's still <laughs> the tiger zone. <laughs> what's that? I don't know. Is that it's like the danger zone? Most <laughs> uh, most of the malls in uh, Texas have a tiger zone. <laughs> but the, there, I read something where there was more. Si- I think it's Siberian. Ti- no, not Siberian. Uh, Bengal. There's more Bengal tigers in captivity than there are in the wild now. Wow. Yeah. So people would argue, like, well, we're preserving them, but it's not really what you're doing. You just want people to come to look at your tiger and give you money. Well, but yeah, I'm not even sure what we are doing. But tigers, they had a good run. Did they? <laughs> when was their heyday? I don't know. I <laughs> What was before we got here? We made it. We're making it. It's tough on tigers. It's tough on polar bears. I get it. They're great. Yeah. I wish they could manage, but they can't. We need that. We need that territory. Mountain lions. Yeah. Do you know the mountain lion that was in Griffith Park? What's his name? Um. It, no. His name is. It's like. It's like. Uh, P. P. C. Or I forget what the P. C. One o four five. That's just a number. Right. And he's tagged. Uh-huh. He made his way into the park system somehow. Coming, they believe coming down. You know, like they go through the, the Pacific Coast Highway, so the mountain range down there, Santa Monica mm-hmm. Mountains, and then somehow crossed the 405 and the 101 to make. Are it they trying there. to catch that guy? No, they 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 caught him. I that's I live right near there, so I go hiking in Griffith Park as much as I can, and you can see all these wildlife cameras where they capture that they they set them up to capture um, wildlife at night. So they'll have these two cameras. They're kind of set up like. Red light cameras for automobiles. When you go through the intersection, it gets triggered. They get a motion sensor. The motion yeah. sensor. Boom. Flash comes on, takes pictures. So they'll get pictures of coyotes, deer, you know, mm-hmm. rabbit, like different. And one night, uh, one of the cameras triggered, and they saw a mountain lion. This was like years ago. And they're like, wow, there's a mountain lion. <laughs> and it's a, if you go online and you put Griffith Park mountain lion in, it looks like a headshot for this mountain lion. It's a picture of a mountain lion at night. And in the back, you can see downtown L.A. and the lights. Mm-hmm. It looks like a, a postcard that the mountain lion would send to someone like, hey, I made it. You know, I'm here. It's, it's beautiful. Um, and are there a lot of the pictures of the mountain lion or does, does he get routinely photographed by these not cameras? That, not that often, but often enough to where and when you're hiking, you'll see these cameras. And you're like, well, the mountain lion's been here. So maybe what's he's he around. eating? Well, that's the thing is uh, there's plenty of deer in there. And um, in, in Griffith Park, you'll see the deer. So I'm, tr- I'm assuming he eats deer, maybe like some of the smaller animals like – Mm-hmm. Uh, like a rabbit or a hiker. Never, there's never been a case of him attacking a hiker, but they, he did get really sick recently. They found him because he was he was eating rat poison from like I guess stuff they were leaving out in the houses in the area that were like they're trying to kill rats, and I guess there was food involved in that with too. Well, or the rat eats the rat poison. Yeah, and, then and the, the rats too. Yeah, line eats yeah. The rat. That's it. I don't even know why I was thinking the food. You got it right. So, but that's. Thanks. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I used to be a biologist. Remember, I told you I don't know. What they did. It's called but biological no, yeah, magnification. Yeah. All right. Um, the uh, anyways, so they had to give him. He was all mangy, and his fur was was. was oh, so they caught him. They caught him to give him to give him some medicine. And they didn't take him to some place more suitable than Griffith Park. They put him like Griffith oh, Park's pretty big, though. He's got his own. Yeah, I guess so. I just feel like if I'm in Griffith Park, I I don't need. It's like there's already people with their music too loud. Plus, oh yeah, yeah and you could also wind up dealing with a mountain lion. Well, what are they going to do? Get rid of all the coyotes too? I mean, coyotes could attack you. I guess you're right. But coyotes, there's only been two deaths of coyotes in America ever. Mm-hmm. One was a very small child, which is 
what you would expect because an adult it would be hard for them to 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 take down and get but don't they work they operate in kind of teams don't they coyotes well another one was an adult and he was a folk folk music singer that wandered off at some festival so i'm assuming mushrooms were involved that's just how i that's how i picture it oh, so yeah he's following <laughs> and the coyote over, yeah. instead of instead of going back to the other place yeah. he's petting the coyote and then all at once wow there's a lot of coyotes yeah, yeah. around <laughs> they just start chewing on him yeah, yeah he's done um but almost every other attack almost every single other attack of a coyote on a human if you look it up is a coyote biting a human's foot because I think what happens is a coyote comes up and the human goes with the foot to get away and the coyote bites the foot. <laughs> and then uh, then they get bit and then they break it up and they go their separate ways. But my, f- my favorite one is that a woman said she got bit on the foot but also said a coyote stole her purse. <laughs> I promise you this is so. <laughs> well, I could see how she might throw her purse or hit the coyote with her purse <laughs> or, or the coyote grabs it. Yeah. And they get in a tug of war and she lets yeah. go and the coyote's like, yeah, I'm taking your Friggin' purse. I just think maybe she lost her purse somewhere else, and she felt like this would be a good a good time to say that the well, coyote's still. Sort of a pessimist <laughs> about people, but I don't like to think that ladies would lie that way about the purse or a coyote. I think it's a great police report that she developed. They're like, and he stole my purse too. Like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what was in your purse? There's a coyote at like Target using a credit card. <laughs> Identity theft. What if she had some granola or some or beef jerky or something yeah. in her purse? Coyotes be super interested in that. Well, maybe just like the handbag. And I'm assuming, how does she know it was a guy? Maybe it was a woman. A woman coyote. A, a female coyote. coyote? Yeah, a coyote. That's not a real <laughs> word. It is. They used to be a biologist. Coyote? Yeah, I don't believe you. Coyote. Coyote. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you speak Spanish? <laughs> I did un poco. So how long have you been in L.A. now? Two and a half years. And Oh, that's right. Didn't you text me something about Florida? You you, fi- you finally figured Florida out, where you were from? Because oh. we were trying to figure out what's why, yeah. is it, why is Florida the way it is. So we talked about that last time I was on your podcast. You said yeah. that was a question you had. Why is Florida always the punchline of America's jokes, basically? Like the guy from well, Florida. There's always just yeah. somebody doing some crazy, dumb thing down there. Yeah. So I was approached by a production company, um, the that same ones that did American Pickers and Property Brothers and Virgins, like real mm-hmm. company, and they wanted they wanted to do a show about Florida. Right. Uh called called Planet Florida. And I love it. That was the whole idea. It's still out there. If anyone out there wants to make a show that has any access at a network to make the it's still out there, and it's a possibility that it could be made. It's like in, it's been pitched. There's co- several different networks that are into it. Planet Florida. What yeah. was going to happen? It was basically an exploration of that question: Why is Florida, Florida? Like, why mm-hmm. is it the? Why does all the weird things seem to happen there? Why do all the? the well, wei- so you why don't does have an crime? answer. You d- well, my answer w- for the show, though, we shot a sizzle reel for the show, uh-huh. and so we had to sizzle reel is like a little tiny. Yeah, made to look like a snippets of the show. It's a miniature pilot, basically. Yeah. You kind of d- d- wrap it up in like five to seven minutes, kind of what the mm-hmm. show is going to be, and uh, and to sell the show. And so there was some writing that was done. I was going down the floor to shoot this, and there was some writing that was done. And I, I kind of took it upon myself to write a, a whole kind of monologue overlaid of me doing stuff, but also with like some B roll stuff. And sure. And I actually kind of. When I came up with it, I was like, wow, this is a pretty good – I really kind of went into it, dove into it. And the basic – here's the basic thing. Okay. Um, I said basically with Florida, you have you have loose gun laws, loose uh, – no bankruptcy laws, very little uh, – Meaning you can just declare bankruptcy. The, yeah. No state income taxes. Um, very loose drug laws, both both illegal and legal. So – very lawless kind of land, right? And it's historically been that way anyways. Um, you also have 20 million people that live there, 80 million people a year that visit. So there's no ownership of the state really either. The people that live there, they live there and they like the state, but it's like 80 million other people treat it like it's like the Hotel of America. They come in there, they clip their toenails, they you know, do whatever you would do in a hotel. You right. spill Shine beer on their the comforters. Shoes with yeah, the yeah. towel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, And then you just leave the state. You're like, man, and you get out yeah. of there, and you're just like, clean that up. And, and then um, you also have 
very high elderly rate there too. You also have a very um, high high rate of uh, of religious cults and like weird, not like just your Christianity or Judaism. It's like the the ones that drink the snail mucus. Well, you start off sort of <laughs> answering the problem, and then you now you're just describing it again. Now you're back no. to like, well, no, no, why no. are these religious cults? No, no, there? no. I got okay. So you you got all those things now. Um, I'm missing a few things here. Oh. Okay. So now here's the big thing with Florida. Uh, it's always warm. Constantly. It doesn't get cold there. Right. So so the, the, the people that live there, the different people, the, there's a high homeless population there. Okay. there um, there's a high, uh, high rate of uh, a lot of the, in the, the mental institutions and stuff were dumped people literally on the streets we were like researching this like literally they just bring to florida and open a bus door and like see you later You're because they the- can survive just yeah, outdoors because, yeah right yeah and so you have that mixture in there too along with all this that drug culture still permeates the whole the whole state there where it was like you know the cocaine cowboys documentaries that was all real and that didn't just go away because people were building fancy houses there now that's still there's still this underlying seedy underbelly so it's a year round just everything's open it's warm you mix all that stuff up you put it under the sun you keep it warm constantly you have no basically all this lawlessness and this completely all these different really weird people that would never be together but they're only there together because they're bound together by this geographically and and it's sort I guess it's yeah. sort of self reinforcing because yeah. people who don't can't hang yeah. with the drug culture and the homeless crazy people and the tourist party atmosphere yeah. people who aren't into that leave yeah. and the people who kind of like it sort of stay or the people who are working in it stay and then it kind of gets stronger and stronger exactly but i'm telling you the weather is the big component in this because there's a lot of crazy people in ohio let's say uh-huh. but for six months out of the year you don't leave your house you're just like you know what I was going to go take a bunch of drugs and masturbate on somebody's roof, but it's a little too cold for that. Well, <laughs> and a certain percentage of people yeah. freeze to death. They're go- exactly. I'm going up on the roof to yeah. jerk off, yeah. and then they just freeze you up. You can do there. that in so Fort that, Myers. All that year guy's long. out of the game. <laughs> yeah. That guy's out of the game now. All year long, because there's like, there's just these crazy people. And it's like, I also think that we have better journalists in Florida, too. That was my other thing. It's, we're just reporting on the stories people want to I hear. think people have a sense of humor <laughs> about it, too, right? There's a certain people, a certain class of people like. Uh, uh, Carl Hyacin, who think it's funny, and exactly. they want to just stay there and write books about it. And that's all he's, he's made his whole career off that Carl Hyacin. Yeah. That's his whole, you know, Dave Barry has been on there. Yeah. That was his big thing. So, and those guys both they've both won numerous different accolades and awards for writing about that because there's the wealth of of that and the corruption there is just unprecedented for other states because not only is it like the corruptedness from historically from the United States, but it's from all the Caribbean and South American. It's like all the different cultures meet there, and they're like. Hey, let's go to this place where there's no rules. That used to be the the saying of Florida. There's no rules. Just what was it? It's, uh, come to Florida. It's well, one of them was a sunny place for shady people. But it was the <laughs> that, that was a, that was a really? saying. Yeah, that was a saying that they would say for uh, for well, South Florida or Miami. And then um, Florida. The rules are different here. That was an actual advertising campaign that they had in the eighties. Because we found all this stuff out when we were. Yeah, well, that's like that. That's like that. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, kind of a thing. Yeah, we were we the original. Know, yeah, we know you're <laughs> gonna get hammered and have sex with somebody you shouldn't be having sex with. You're probably gonna get drunk and do sure. something stupid, but that's okay. Yeah, and in, in Florida, they take it one step further. They're like, "Hey, do you wanna do you wanna start this militia where we're gonna overthrow the Cuban government and we're gonna practice in the Everglades with like machine guns and target practice and machetes, which was actually happening with one of the groups that were like." Like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. We're just it's, you're allowed to do the it. Rules here. are so different here. They just passed a law in Florida now. Not only the gun laws were already loose, and now it's legal to literally carry a gun on your hip like a cowboy. Everybody for everybody, if like you. We you could have to have a permit, there? but you, it's easy to get a permit. Can you just get off the plane and go straight to the gun store and get a permit? And pretty much, you just have to take. When I was there, I took a gun, a concealed weapons permit uh, class with my friends to take it. I don't even have a gun. But I took it just to, to see the class and to see what's uh-huh. going on, and it was mind blowing. Easy, super easy. Yeah, super easy. You, you go to this class and you have to go to a federal building to take a test. And one of the questions was on the test: Are you currently a fugitive, uh, 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 running from the law? You're in a federal building. <laughs> Somebody got up during one of the tests, and I just assumed he was. He was like, "Oh, damn, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go." <laughs> It's just like, are you a criminal? Those are all the questions. They run a background check, you know, the, mm-hmm. for the concealed weapons. But the the argument was, 
that people had concealed weapons, so they'd have them like under their jacket, like let's say, right? Uh-huh. And they said, well, hey, what if I'm reaching up for a box of cereal and my jacket opens and someone sees my gun? That's against the law. We need to pass a law where it's legal for people to see my weapon if I have a concealed weapons permit or a weapons permit to hold it. That was literally their rationalization for it. So um, now I, it, I it's legal. I don't think I understand it, but whenever I see somebody with a gun, yeah, I always kind of feel like I'm – even if it's the police, it's like if I see people with guns, it's like I don't, I don't think I want to be here. No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere else. It's scary. And I was with you in Tampa the weekend of the Batman theater shooting. I don't know if you remember. We were there together that weekend when it happened. Yeah, and we went and saw Batman, and I was nervous just. And that, but we talked about guns a lot that week. We did, but that was the shooting was in Colorado. We were just yeah, in yeah, Florida. Just, yeah, okay. Just everybody, yeah, we weren't at the theater. We were, <laughs> yeah, okay. but we were. In, but Good. we were in another you had me theater. Confused. I was like, I can't. I don't. Okay. We were in another theater, and I and I remember we kind of said something like, "Oh, I guess you better be careful." You know, we, we weren't serious, well, but in the back of your head, it was sort of weird to be going to see that movie, even though, you know, it's not the movie is not trying to get people to be violent in no. movie theaters, but it was one of those things of like, you know, something happens, and then all at once there's a copycat or another like these school shootings. Now they happen, and then there's another one. The theater Three shootings. days later. Yeah. Train wreck. It happened in Amy Schumer's movie in New Orleans or Louisiana. It happened. Um, there was some other movie, too, that I can't remember in between those two. And I was just seeing a movie. Lisa was in town a couple weeks ago. We went to go see the new the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Visit, which is like a... Oh, my God. What's it, that about? I can't... How come he's still making movies? This one's actually pretty good. Uh, he he kind of went... I don't know why he's still... He's had a lot of duds. I feel like he's made some that were... I mean... This one's pretty one? good. The sixth... Sense, I like that one. Unbreakable, I liked, and I liked the oh, aliens okay. one. Signs, I liked. Yeah, the signs was a little too weird to me, but I liked it though. But after that, Lady in the Water, no. Uh, yeah, the he's village. just a little too weird. He's a weird. He's a weirdo to me. This one though is after the movie. I was like, oh, okay, that one was pretty good. I think he mm-hmm. he did okay on that one. So you went to see the M Night Shyamalan, and there was and there was a suspe- shooting. There's suspense in it, right? So uh-huh. it's, it's a little. It's a ten. There's some tension mm-hmm. in it, and. In the middle of the movie, some guys didn't like it. Some somebody didn't like it. Got up and started making a rustling in the back of the theater, and then just goes fuck this, and then like walks out and was mad. And so we're immediately like, oh, now what's what? going on? Right. Like, I don't like to go to movies in a theater anymore because it's too it's weird. That was the first thing we thought of in our head. We we're like, are and these guys going to shoot stuff? The- it's like, look, if you don't yeah. like the movie, that's fine, but you don't have to ruin it. What let's what if I like it? The first thing we thought of though was. Are, is someone of a gun? This yeah, that's how what you think starts. now. This yeah. is how it starts. So, right. so it made the movie much more terrifying for the next ten minutes. We were they left and they just <laughs> didn't like the movie. We we're like, this is really scary. This movie. <laughs> yeah. And they were should like, we, do you think we should get our money back? Or <laughs> maybe it wasn't as scary as we thought that movie because someone else was like, that movie stunk. I saw someone at, the, at a bar later on. Oh, you see the new movie, The Visit? And it was like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I liked it. It was, it was uh-huh. tense, but anyways. But uh, yeah, the Florida is just. Um, it's a lawless land. That's the, that's the gist of it. And it's and it's it's lawless. And I'm telling you, the weather, the weather is such a factor because if it's if it's negative ten out, even if even if you're hearing voices in your head telling you to do stuff, you're gonna stay in for that day. You know, it's like you're gonna. Well, people have to stay in, but the thing is, if you don't stay in, you can die from being exposed, and so now that's one less. Yeah. Dangerous, crazy and person. And they might still go out and do something crazy, but if there's, if you do something crazy and there's no one else to see it, did you do anything crazy? Everybody else is inside. Yeah. You can't like, hurt anybody if you're outside doing crazy things. It's like the forest in the woods. The tree uh-huh. falls in the... Yeah, it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. If, a, if, if, a guy, if a guy masturbates on a roof... I only say this because that's happened several times in Florida. <laughs> recently where a there guy was, masturbating on a roof? That's there, a thing? There was a, a family came home. I want to say it was Fort Myers. That's why I mentioned it. And he... There was a guy on the roof masturbating naked, and the family was like, "What?" The? And he jumped off the roof and it, like almost hit them. The family tried like ran into the house, but they couldn't get the door closed in time. So the guy came in the living room and was like, "Wow!" And still like, I think masturbating. <laughs> but he was on the roof initially masturbating, which is just so. That just that's what gets me. It's <laughs> like I can't even understand how, why that is happening. Can I tell you my my three favorite Florida stories though? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. And then that's 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 a good finale for this. Okay. 
Um, so a very recent one was a, a guy in Central Florida. I think it was near Ocala, but it, it's somewhere in the, the more country area of Florida. Um, almost got his hand bit by an alligator or got bit by an Almost got bit by an alligator, like a five, six footer. Almost. Almost. Didn't happen, but the guy was mad about it. So he caught the alligator, taped it up, taped up its jaw shut and taped its legs together put it in its ba- his bathtub and proceeded to have sex with it for like a week or three or four days or a week or some length of time. And he said that he uh, that she almost killed him. And this is what he told the cops. So uh, to get revenge, I figured I'd put her in the tub and have sex with her and show her who's boss. And one of the neighbors found out this was happening somehow and they came. This poor alligator. Got re-released out into the swamp. But it's just oh like, my god! Yeah. <laughs> what a like. He's first of all just that he's doing it, and second of all that he's telling someone. Yeah. Like here's how I got even. That yeah. He, when the police finally came to arrest him, he was like, "Well, when you hear the story, you're gonna see that I'm in the right here. <laughs> like, I think you're gonna see my way." When you <laughs> I can't believe like that's the I, I'm not killing the alligator. Yeah. That would be I'm not some kind of a yeah, jerk. Yeah. But I need to show it that it made a mistake. <laughs> oh my god okay so okay that guy's terrible that's crazy oh by the way his his last name was darwin that was mm-hmm. an important part of the article that one yeah. uh and then there's another guy this is this one people have probably heard of before this is a famous one but it's one of my favorite this guy um had got arrested because he had a bunch of child porn on his computer mm-hmm. and he said that he had no idea how that got there and then in fact what happens though when he leaves his house his cat will walk on top of his keyboard, and he comes home and just stuff is on his computer. So he came home, and there was a bunch of child porn on the computer of his cat. Wow, that was, that's <laughs> such a coincidence that the cat walking on your computer. They say if you got an uh, infinite number of monkeys that one of them would type uh, the entire works of Shakespeare. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But, I mean, I mean, the odds of the cat not loading, downloading just one bit of child porn, but a whole bunch of it. A Once it got bunch. into it. Just well, what might have happened is it was just uh, the cat accidentally downloaded some. Yeah. It got on the right site. Yeah. And then it just sat down. Yeah. On yeah. The enter key the return, or yeah. Or the mouse just rolled over and was like yeah. just <laughs> scratching its back on the mouse. So it could happen. And then uh, the last one was a guy who was arrested for indecent exposure. And uh, I'm kind of on his side on this one. Uh, if you're a guy, you might be too. And he said he wasn't exposing himself. He was just airing out his penis. Now, if you have a penis, you know it gets a little gamey sometimes. See, from time to time, it's a good idea to air it out. And let it, so I feel like you might have an argument. Well, there. you just take your underwear. You sleep without your underwear on at night. <laughs> but what if, one night. But you what if you could? What if you were on the go? Yeah, you well, had a couple meetings. Go, you're at the park. Yeah, like, you're like, man, I got to air this thing out. Yeah, you have an important meeting, and you're like, it's a little oh, stinky. Oh, you just realized that you yeah. forgot. My yeah. God, I've been I've been meaning to air this thing out for a week. If I don't do this now, <laughs> I'm about to go to the, get on a plane. Yeah. So I need to do this you right You got to go in a back alley, just, you know, yeah. get a good stiff breeze there. Air it out. No pun intended. I think I would have gone the reverse order on those, but uh, yeah. I they were, yeah, I think I think the alligator is the closer. Uh, well, I just like the I, I'm on the side of the guy with the penis. That's why I'm making it that way. So we can you can edit it backwards, right? Oh, I don't have the technology. Get a the, cat to do the it. Time. <laughs> <laughs> there you Let's go. Get a cat to lie on your keyboard. That's a, good idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's go get a kombucha. All right. All right. High five. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you got to air out your junk. You know this. I know you know this. But it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget. So uh, don't forget. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. And don't take any guff from gators. Believe you me, you've got to put those reptiles in their place. I, you know... When you look at alligators and crocodiles with those eyes, they just look like like I've been, I was here before you monkeys learned to put on your pants, and I'm going to be here when you're done putting on your pants. Yeah, those gators. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you got a chance to have sex with one of them. You can't pass that up. Uh, all right. This is ridiculous. You people are fantastic. Thank you for listening. 
I hope to talk to you again soon. And, well, what else? What, that's it. That's, those are, that's all the things that you say to people when you're done saying things to people, right? I think so. I gotta say thank you to Forrest Shaw. Thank you, Forrest. Thanks for doing the show. Check him out, ForrestShaw.net, and follow him at Forrest Shaw on Twitter. Check this.